It's that time. Everything and anything basketball. Presented by The Outrage. With Cajun Furitani Castle and host Spencer Byers. This is Polar Opposites. Welcome everyone to the second half of the back to back to back days of posting of Polar Opposites. Spencer Byers, Cajun Thiru, Thanny Castle. And this episode will pertain basically just of looking back at the games we haven't had a chance to talk about since we were last here. Obviously, because of the way the in-season tournament went down, we had some days where there weren't any games. Now there's been a lot of games and a lot of days, so Cajun and I have got a lot to kind of chew our way through. But we're going to start off with actually a problem that seemingly has been persisting around the NBA, and that is the referees becoming a little bit too big of a story. Now, we don't like talk about officiating on this show because officiating is never the reason why you lose a game. Regardless of what you feel like as a fan, regardless of what you watch, when you when your team loses a game, the referees were not the biggest problem. Yeah, you'd like some of those calls to go your way. And yes, sometimes it feels like the referees are against you. But the reality is there are other chances to win the game in spite of what the referees do. And sometimes those things just also don't go your way. But in fairness, Nikola Jokic has been ejected for the second time this year in a recent game. And it was a kind of soft ejection. It was, it was weak. Jalen Brown got ejected for something that, pretty weak. That was weak, too. And and I think it's garnering way more attention now because they're not, they're not ejections where it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, I deserved it. They're kind of ones where the guys are walking away and they're just, you know, still kind of given their two cents, and then they get tossed. And it's like, well, come on. You can at least let them, you know, vent a little bit longer before you send them home for a shower, especially in... Go ahead. Well, that happened to Tatum, too. Exactly. And I do think, and I know this shouldn't happen, but in the NBA, it's probably the only league it could happen. The stars do get more, should get more leniency. Like, obviously... For the Celtics, if Peyton Pritchard's giving it to a referee, he sh- he probably will get ejected before Tatum and Brown, you'd think. But I think it's becoming the inverse. I think they're tossing stars before they would toss f- fifth and sixth and seventh guys on the team. Because the stars are getting tossed way more. Like, Jokic has been tossed twice. Jalen Brown got tossed the first time in his NBA career, as we mentioned. Jason Tatum got tossed earlier this season. Um, I'm trying to think of other big ones that have recently happened. Um, didn't Giannis get tossed recently too? It was against the Pistons. It was like earlier in the season over some like over like a over like a over like a stare down for like half a second. But either way, the war. It's not even that the stars are getting tossed. More stars are getting tossed. It's the manner of which they're getting texts are getting tossed. Like, yo. And even then, and even then, um, what's the word? Even that Denver-Chicago game, the Chicago crowd booed the refs. 
He's like, we did not come here. Like, they were because like, Bulls fans are like, they only see Jokic once a year. So they did not come just, just for the refs to put on a, uh, go on a power trip and eject, like, arguably the best player of the league over some dumb ish. Like, that's the issue a lot of us have because, like, we want to see these guys play. Like, yeah, like, referees, like, referees shouldn't decide the outcome of a game, but in a way they are if they're if they're going on a power trip and injecting guys over absolutely nothing. And I'm going to be honest, Spence, and this might sound like a hot take. I don't think this is going to get better. I think this is going to continue going on rapid because look at the look at what look at the we'd be like Look at the beef between Scott Foster and Chris Paul. <clears throat> and I'm not one for promoting violence on this. But I think the only way change occurs is if a player loses it on a ref and like a ref gets hit. Well, they, they've tried that. Jalen Brown tried to get back at the referees. I know um, I know Giannis has tried, I believe, when he was tossed. Um, another good example here, Cage, is Luka Doncic recently has, has openly sent out to the media that he wishes the referees would let him talk talk a little bit more to, to opposing players because he got teched in uh, one of Dallas's more, uh, more recent games within the last week because he got attacked after jawing a little bit with Vince Williams of the Memphis Grizzlies. And he just said Williams was talking blank all night, the whole time. I told him I wish they'd let me play him one-on-one, and that's when I got the tech. The ref's got to let us talk. It's a part of the game. I love it. I think he's a great defender. But the ref, the last game, I didn't do anything. We both got techs. This game, we, in, in, in brackets, were both talking. I got the tech only. The refs got to just chill on that part. And L- Luke is right. And yeah, Luca is a little bit of a crybaby at times. And and yeah, in fairness, he probably is a, a component to why the referees are so careful with their techs. But careful. the reality is, you got you got to you got to lie with these techs. But you you got to you got to let these guys talk, man. Like it's. It's okay for them to be like, that was kind of a bad call by you. Or, you know, if one of the guys is going at him, like recently with Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks, and I think they both get texts, or was it just Desmond Bain no, who got texts for John? It was just Bain because Brooks never said a word. Well, Bain barely did, barely did anything anyway. And he quoted, he quoted on, said, said to the ref, it's basketball. And he's right. It's basketball. Like, I'll let these guys get away with a little bit of trash talking. Like, come on. Well, when it's not being harmful, like obviously you can't threaten a referee, you know, and obviously there's things you can't do. Threaten an opponent, obviously. But like if they're just talking and it's just like <coughs> friendly banter, but relatively friendly friendly banter and it's not getting over the top, I feel like you can give the guys that and be like, you know what? That's okay. Or even just give them a warning, like, hey, hey, enough, enough. You don't have to immediately tee them up. Like, there is just no need to do that. You can just say, hey, guys, tone it down a little bit, put it down a little bit, and then when you think it goes over, you can say, hey, I gave you my verbals. 
there's your tech, you know, cut it out kind of thing. I feel like they're going to techs way too early, and there's nowhere to go from there. It's kind of like ejections in baseball. Once you eject one player, there's nowhere else to go other than injecting everybody. So you, you give yourself no chance to kind of, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to set out warnings. We're going to talk to the teams. Once you eject a guy, there's no more of that. Now it's just everyone's getting ejected. Everybody's getting tossed. Everybody's going for a shower. So hopefully mm-hmm. the NBA does sort of roll back a little bit on the techs and give guys a chance to play. But I'll be honest, Cage, I don't see that happening. I, I don't see that happening, sadly. Uh, see, the only way I can see that happening is if, like, a ref goes too far and a player loses it. And by losing it, I don't mean talking trash. Now, sure, one of those leagues, one of those players might get blackballed, but maybe that's the way this is going. That might be what needs to happen in order for a change to occur. Because it's going unchecked. And you don't want it to get to a point where it gets worse before it gets better. Like, I can very well see somebody, any NBA player, like any particular NBA player just absolutely lose it over a ref. Because refs think they're a part of the game now. Refs think the ref, uh, ref, refs got the refs got main character syndrome. Well, hope hopefully that is not needed. Cage is all, all I'll say. Hopefully, I hopefully, hope so. I hope so too. But the way this is going, you don't like the way you don't like the way it's shaping out. I don't like the way it's shaping out. Well, I guess we'll just have to see how it all shakes out. But now moving on to the NBA roundup. Looking firstly at the losing streaks, the San Antonio Spurs did snap their franchise record 18-game losing streak over the Los Angeles Lakers. It was a 129-115 win for the San Antonio Spurs. So, they will not be touching the all-time record for losses in a row in a single season, as Devin Vassell had a career-high 36 points in that win. So, very good night for Vassell, and a good night all around for the San Antonio Spurs in a must, much-needed and must-must-win game. Mm-hmm. Much-needed indeed, and... um. To the Lakers, nonetheless. Um, but I said this before. Even during that losing streak, the Spurs had a lot of growing pace, but a lot of growing moments. That game against the Lakers, it came to fruition, and um, they played well in all cylinders, albeit the Lakers didn't really have a couple of starters, D'Lo didn't play, neither did Anthony Davis. Um, but they took care of business. But they took care of business, got the dub. 
And they got off the schneid. They're in the wind column. And that's a big monkey off their back. Wemby's continued to play well on both ends of the floor. Um, especially on the defensive side, rebounding the basketball, because like early in the season, he wasn't attacking the glass as often. But now he is. Um, ever since they switched to having one big on the floor instead of two with um, Wemby and Zach Collins, the Spurs offense has kind of decluttered a little bit. So I like what I'm seeing from the Spurs. I like what I'm seeing from the Spurs. Obviously, it's not going to result in a lot of wins, but down the line, it's going to pay off in the long run. Moving on to the other big losing streak, and it is still on a roll. The Detroit Pistons are 2-24, and which means they are now on a 23-game losing streak, tying themselves with the second-longest-ever single-season losing streak. 26 is the magical number to tie. 27 is the number to win the most the, the longest losing streak in a single season. So we'll, we'll see if the Pistons can continue right? this. What's well, there? 23. So four more to break break the record. Three That's more to tie the record. That's an all-time great losing streak right there. Already. And they have a chance to make it worse. Oh, you didn't get what I meant? No. Oh, e- I get it now. I get it now. I get I get. I pick it up what you're throwing down now. Yeah, 23, man, uh, uh, going after the great Michael Jordan and uh, LeBron James. Uh, Anthony all-time Davis. great losing streak there by the Pistons. And again, Cage. And, and they're, not, and, and they're not the bad boy Pistons. They're just bad. Yeah, yeah. there's no boy. They're they just bad. They just suck. They play the Hawks on Monday, so we'll get a chance to talk about that before the game happens. They play Thursday against Utah. You'd think that could be a win. And then they got to go play a home and home against Brooklyn where the record could be broken. Why do I feel like it's Atlanta that might, that, that, that streak might get snapped. Well, that is an ATL though. So that is definitely not an easy game. Therefore the Detroit Pistons, if there is an easy game for the Detroit Pistons, I guess I should say, um, mm-hmm. I would think the Jazz, who are 9-17, and 17, could be the game they win because they are at home. But, again, picking a win for a team that continues to lose is very difficult because you're yeah. like, well, they could win that game. Yeah, but are they going to? Uh, probably not. But I, I think they could beat the Jazz. I don't know if they beat the Hawks away, and I don't think they beat Brooklyn in either the home or the away version of that home-and-home. Hmm. So the Pistons might be, and you know what's sad? I don't think they have that bad of a roster. Like the Pistons don't have an all-time worst roster. They're just really young, but they could be, you know, they they could live in infamy as the worst team ever, technically, with the longest losing streak, single-season losing streak. Mm-hmm. But we'll just have to see if the Pistons can find a win finally, or if they're gonna keep. Rolling down the uh, loser path. But now moving on to some teams with some winning streaks. The top three East teams have got right now on some heaters. The Celtics have won four straight. The Bucks have won three straight. And the 76ers have won six straight. 
including against those lowly Pistons. Ironically, all their wins are against pretty bad teams. The Wizards twice, the Pistons twice, the Hawks, and the Hornets. And that most recent Hornets game cage was an absolute slaughter. 135-82 win for the Philadelphia 76ers. They outright destroyed the, I want to say, Lonzo Ballas. LaMelo Ballas? LaMelo Ballas, pardon me. The other ball brother. They were LeVar Ballas for sure, were the Charlotte Hornets, and they got absolutely shelled by Tyrese Maxey's 21 and 7 assists and the 24 and 15 and only 29 minutes of play by Joel Embiid. He dropped 24 and 15. I thought he dropped 42 that game. I mean, I meant, I meant, I meant 24 and or 42 and 15 and 29. Okay. My 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 eyes playing tricks on me again, Cage. I was like, yo, uh, my fantasy team benefited from that 42 points. One year nine makes sense. Hmm. But in fairness to Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller led the way for the Charlotte Hornets. Who, again, did not score a whole lot, but he had his 14, so he hit his season average in the game. Didn't shoot particularly well, but still, when the young guys are doing semi-well, you gotta you got to try to mention that. Mm-hmm. We, spoke about the, we spoke about yesterday, this really early this morning when it got posted about the Cleveland Cavaliers' injury woes. They still ended up beating the Atlanta Hawks. And their starting, starting lineup went as follows. It was Donovan Mitchell, Max Struess, Isaac Okoro. They also had Dean Wade in the starting lineup and Jared Allen. And Karis LeVert basically played well played more minutes than Wade. So you'd think LeVert is going to be technically the starter, just not going to start the game because of size. But well, starters we'll, minutes, we'll see yeah. as that goes out. What, sorry? Starters minutes. Exactly. Starters minutes without actually starting the game. Um, should I guess I should mention Cage as much as it pains me to say, Carl Anthony Carl Anthony Towns had 40 in a 127-109 win for the West leading Minnesota Timberwolves over the Indiana Pacers. Cat had 40 points and 12 rebounds. Anthony Edwards helping my fantasy team had 37 points in the win. So and Carl Anthony Towns, man, Cat living up to his uh, standing as an all-time great big man. Maybe Minnesota is for real, as much as I don't want to believe that and think they're going to lose in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe they are for real. Honestly, I think they are. I think they are. I think they are. And I'm going to explain why. Gobert's finally had that all-world defensive presence like he did in Utah. The difference between Utah and Minnesota, though, their backcourt can actually defend. because. It just goes back to that Clipper series in 2021, back when Utah had the first, had the one seed, no Kawhi Leonard for Game Five, and they and the Clippers continuously exploited the Jazz backcourt of Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. Ironically, Mike Conley is on that Timberwolves team, but luckily Anthony Edwards is just as good of a defender. It is a great defender as well as Gina McDaniel's. Um, and obviously you got Gobert. Obviously Cat's got his struggles defensively, but it hasn't been that bad this season. Um, so that's the difference. That, that's the difference. Defensively they're a lot better, and I think they're gonna win games with their defense. Obviously offensively they they're, they're gonna have some growing pains. Um, 
But they have shown a bit of something, something, albeit against a Pacers team that did not have Tyrese Halliburton. But I think this Timberwolves team is for real. I think Edwards is only going to get better. And it's not just that starting lineup. Nas Reed has has shown up. Jordan McLaughlin has... um, just entered back in the into the fray after being injured. Um, you got Nikhil Alexander Walker, Shake Milton can provide a little bit of scoring. Um, even Troy Brown Jr. showing a little bit of something, even in a couple of games when Anthony Edwards was out. So they got some pieces. They do have some pieces there, and I think that's one that that. That's a team that could surprise a lot of people. Them as well as OKC, who had a big time win over Denver coming back. Shea Gilders Alexander with the game winner there. Uh, sort of like a slow start to that game, but boy did he end on a boy did he end with a bang. Other winning streaks going on around the NBA as you took one of my other questions we also talk about with the Oklahoma City Thunder winning it on the buzzer beaters you mentioned over the Denver Nugget. That was a big win in the top echelon of the Western Conference. Uh, Two teams oh, on wait. a winning streak on the Western Conference side. Well, speaking of buzzer beaters, uh, anybody see the great Jimmy Buckets? Who? Jimmy, Jimmy Who? G Buckets, the G stands for gets against his former team. Who? Jimmy Butler, your favorite player. Who? You mean the guy who doesn't show up in the regular season? Who? Showed up for that? Just showed up for that game winner there. You mean the guy who drops 15 against the Charlotte Hornets? Who? Hey, man. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. Same guy that beat your Celtics. And no, no, the Miami Heat beat the Celtics. No, no, no. Caleb Martin beat the Celtics. Max Struess beat the Celtics. Jimmy Butler was a side dish, okay? That 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 I'm not taking that, okay? I'm not taking that. <laughs> you can take that and shove it. <laughs> I ain't working here no more. That's a country reference, by the way. You won't even get that one. Anyway, I so the LA Clippers have a seven-game heater going on right now after a 144-122 win over the New York Knickerbockers at Crypto.com Arena. Kawhi Leonard, Jalen's notification sound himself at 36 points Jaylen? in the victory. Hmm? Jalen's? Really? No, no, yours. I meant yours. Cajuns. Not anymore. Well, it was. It was. Messing my cooking show and all. That, that's Actually, you know what? Why, you know okay. what? We're, we're going to divulge the story, okay? You, you don't care about this, but you're going to want to hear this. So, Cajun and I became a group in our second year editing class and second year, fourth semester, because every semester we switched groups in our fourth semester, our last semester, we were in the same group and we had to make a television show, a 30 minute with commercial television show, fully edited. Cajun happened to be put in my group before he and I were really close, I would say. So he came to my house late, might I add, but he came to my house and we, we filmed the cooking show. That we were going to create. And Cajun. Twice. Not once. But twice. 
had his notification sound go off, which, guess what, was Kawhi Leonard laughing. <laughs> so not only did I have to once hear that while I, my cooking show was going on, I had to hear it twice. Twice. Two times. Gage had heard it the first time. I didn't put his phone on silent. It was like he was in church and forgot. It was brutal. Brutal by the th- by Thiru Thandy Castle, by the, the Tamil Tiger, Cajun Thiru Thandy Castle. Jalen will love you. Jalen will love you. I call, called it that, by the way. Anyway, so um, Kawhi Leonard had 36. We're going to edit that out or not? No, no, we're keeping that in. Uh, right, Paul right, George right. had 25. As long as you're not mad about it. Paul George had 25. I'm not mad about it. Points in the win. Seven, seven assists for Paul George. James Harden had 10 points and 12 assists as well. So lots of assists going around. Norman Powell off the bench had 16 points. Russell Westbrook also had double digits in the win for the Clippers, who as a team had 36 assists. That's a lot of assists for the Clippers. And maybe that's what they got to play cage with all those great scorers in Harden, in Westbrook, in Leonard, in Paul George. Is past the rock a little bit more. And seemingly it's been working for those Clippers. Again, they're on a seven-game winning streak since obviously they had those struggles early with Harden on the on the lineup, in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Well, you you hit it on the head there, Spence. Um, they gotta move the ball around, and they're finally realizing that. Um, and it makes that Clippers team so much more unpredictable to game plan against. And gotta give credit where credit is to do. They've seemingly started to figure things out, and that might be a, that's another contender that could really scare teams come playoff time because talent wise. They could beat any team in the league. Let's be real. Like as much as as much as um the Clippers have their shortcomings, down wise that team's a very good team. So it remains to be seen if they can continue this move forward. But if they are, if they do, like I kind of like how this like Clippers fans, wherever you are. Or how many, however many Clippers fans there are, um, this might be a good sign of things to come. Well, as we talked about referees earlier, Josh Hart for the Knicks got ejected after only eight minutes of play after getting two back-to-back technical fouls after arguing with the referees. So good to hear the referees again in full effect in. Uh, in L.A. should mention that Jalen Brunson had 22 points, tied for the team high with Cajun's favorite player, Julius Randle, who also had 22 points in the loss. Julius Randle? My favorite player? That's your, that's your boy. That's your boy. That's your guy, Cage. I don't know what you, I don't know what you want from me. That's your guy. You try to pull a Carl Anthony Tells on me there. Well, all I have to say, Cage, is before we get into a great performance last night by a Sacramento King, we have to mention the other big winning streak that was extended yesterday, and that was, not yesterday, I should say, it should be Friday, would be the Houston Rockets, who have won five straight, including two, over the Memphis Grizzlies, who, as if you didn't know, is Dylan Brooks' former team, who is A, Canadian, and B, is playing for the Houston Rockets after his big, new, fat contract he got down south. He had 26 in the second win, 103-96 
over those Memphis Grizzlies, who are now 6-18 and without John Morant. And we'll also mention, again, they lost the first game of the home-and-home, 117-104. So Houston takes the season series over Dylan Brooks's former team. You know what makes it made me so happy to see that? That Dylan Brooks ended that, effectively ended that game with a dagger three over Desmond Bain, and then talked his tra- talked his trash to that Memphis crowd. That made me so happy to see that because the way his Grizzlies tenure ended, and I kid you not, under no circumstances does he come back. That was the line. That was the line that the Grizzlies used. And I'm like, yo, no matter how you feel about someone, that like saying that he isn't coming back under any sort of circumstances whatsoever is crazy talk to me. And I'm glad that Dylan Brooks told them to shove it. With that with not only that big game, but also knocking down the biggest shot of the game and sending sending them Grizzlies fans home crying. Because you gotta love it, Spence. You gotta love it. You gotta love it when a player gets done dirty like that. Well, you don't really love it when a player gets done dirty like that. But you love it when a player gets revenge like that. Revenge is a dish best served by Dylan Brooks. And that's exactly what happened. So, good, good, good on the Mississauga native. I was gonna say something else, but uh, this might turn into a fist fight between between me and Spencer. So, yeah, good on I, the Mississauga I native. I, I, I have to, I have to work tonight, Cage. I can't afford to make my drive to Toronto to slap you up a little bit <laughs> and come back. Anyway, I also want to mention, Cage. Have you? So, I, I will break the fourth wall a little bit. When Cage, I use the score almost exclusively to look through scores and box scores and, and articles and stuff. The, the score is probably the best app there is for sports. No offense to TSN, no offense to Sportsnet, but the score is the best app. It is also their brand. Basically, they're, all their brand is in their app, but it's the best one. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Rockets, like, team through the score app, like their pictures? No. They're horrible. Dylan Brooks has cut off his chin. Fred Van Viet looks like he he's standing out like he needs to get a box to be able to fit into the picture. Um, who's another good one? Uh, Tara Eason. He he he's like Tara right at Eason. the chin. Yeah, Tara Eason. He's like right at his chin. Like it, it's kind of weird. And then you've got guys like Sengun, who's like fully in the picture. Jabari Smith, you can like see his like collarbone. Like, I don't know who, who took these pictures for the Houston Rockets, who, who did the cropping of the score, but it's horrible. It's outright horrible. Like, I don't, I don't know who decided to make Fred Van Vliet look like he's, a, like, he's make fight, like he's Muggsy Bogues or, like, make Dylan, Dylan Brooks like he has no neck. But it, it ain't right, Cage. It ain't right. It just ain't just. 40, $30 million man. Or no, $40 million man. And Fred Van Vliet can't even get a good picture. $40 million. Can't even get a good picture. Can't Damn. believe it. Can't believe it. I cannot believe this. Also, we'll mention that in the Memphis home and home between the Rockets, that Desmond Bain and uh, and uh, Dylan Brooks were jawing a little bit, and Desmond Bain got uh, got the tech as we talked about. So 
also adding a little bit of fuel to that fire. And now I can talk finally talk about my fantasy team's big night last night because Keegan Murray had a career-high 47 points in a 125-104 win for the Sacramento Kings over the Utah Jazz. The second-year player absolutely going off for Sacramento. Man. Albeit it was against the Jazz, but it, look, it looked like the net was like the ocean for him. Like, my goodness. He made 12 of 15 threes. He shot 16 for 23 from the floor. Had eight rebounds as well in the win for a guy that maybe the Kings can really build around. The former Iowa product. The former Hawkeye. Or, or, or it could just be a future Toronto Raptor if they uh, if Toronto gets into a trade with Sacramento and gives up either Siakam or Anunoby. But hey, I mean, if you if you I mean if you're gonna dream, Cage, dream big. That's what they always keep telling me. So dream big, Cage, dream big. I mean, if they, I mean, let's let's be real. If the, if Sacramento wants Siakam and Anunoby, odds are Toronto's gonna ask for Keegan Murray. At least I, now I don't know if Sacramento's going to do that. Uh, not after not after forty seven. I mean, yeah, but that's a good audition for uh, Canada's only team. I I will also mention Cage, and I can't find out why he was ejected, but Keon Ellis, the starting point guard for Sacramento, because of the injury to De'Aaron Fox, their starting point guard was twenty three year old Alabama product Keon Ellis. He got tossed in the game against Utah. So it feels like every game I'm going through right now, Cage, has got some guy who got ejected. That's ridiculous. Like it, it, it's adding to that that officiating problem. We used to talk about the ones we knew about. There are ones that you and I didn't even know about that are just, like, they're there. They're, the, the, red, the red dots on them, they got tossed. Like, what What are we doing? What are we doing? It's, get, it's getting a little ridiculous, Cage. A little ridiculous with the way they're just tossing guys for no reason. We'll also mention Cage here, finally, if you've been waiting for my Celtics talk, here it is. The Celtics undefeated at home still for the Boston Celtics. They are a amazing 13-0. and really, I mean, they could have really used those home wins uh, when it mattered in the playoffs, didn't they? Couldn't they? Standing <laughs> at first in the Eastern Conference with a record that is perfect. 13 and 0 with 13 knockouts. Hailing from Boston, Massachusetts. It is the Boston Celtics. Well, you got to hang up an undefeated home ban- uh, banner. <laughs> if the Lakers can hoist up one of those goofy NBA cup banners, I think the Celtics can hoist up a undefeated at home at Christmas banner. Just to even it out, Cage. Just to even out the playing field. Uh, all, all I, all I take away from that is both these teams, both, both y'all teams are goofy. The Celtics, the best team in the East. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, couldn't win at the, home. The, when Lakers, it the, 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 Lake, the Lakers are eighth in the Western Conference. They, 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 they bad. Okay, the, the, the Celtics are first in the East. Okay, you, you Raptors fans in the eleventh. You guys can keep your, you can slow your roll. As the great Dwayne the Rock Johnson would say, Cage, when he was, you know, actually talented, and was a wrestler. Know your role and shut your mouth. 
that's what that's what you're rolling with all right all right all right uh hanging on to that 20 2008 title in which doc doc rivers almost blew it gator all i have to say is you guys are in 11 you guys are 10 spots below the boston Celtics, the best team in the world and that's cool well the raptors have had a championship before before the celtics have more recently, not before, Cage. More recently. More recently. It, well, the Celtics it, have got what eighteen times the amount of championships, so I'll, I'll let you have that one. Well, okay, I'll let you have it. Well, um, I mean, the Cel—I mean, doesn't really change matters here, but the Celtics uh, had a championship back when you when we, when you were the same height. If hey. nobody knew what that meant, it's like he was still the same height at seven years old. Hey, You're short. I, I, I wish, Cajun, I wish I was five foot four when I was seven. I would have played basketball at seven. Okay. When I was seven, I was like two feet tall. Okay. I was an actual dwarf. Okay. So I don't want to hear that from you. Okay. I don't want to hear that from you. Okay. You're like, you're like three inches taller than me. And you're talking all this like you're six feet tall. Okay, Cage, slow your roll. Okay. Slow, I am six slow feet your roll. tall in comparison to you. You're, you're, you're six feet tall with what? Stilts? With what? With like, lifter shoes? Pretty you much. Need, you need you need a rocket pack to get to six feet tall. I don't want to hear that from you, okay? I don't want hey, to. I don't want to hear it. But they a guy who is seven feet tall is Chad Holmgren, and Chad Holmgren in that big win for the Oklahoma City Thunder with the Shea Gilgis Alexander winner. Chad Holmgren had 17 points, 11 rebounds, and he almost had a triple double, but he had one assist. So how do you get that triple double? Almost eight well, he had blocks. Nine blocks. Eight blocks for the unicorn. Eight blocks for the guy that I. Oh, they took away a block. The world. Yeah, apparently they did. Scores only got eight for him. So eight blocks for Chet Holmgren, as he continues to be stout offensively and defensively for the former Gonzaga Bulldog. Well, they have nine blocks on ESPN. Seventeen, well, eleven, one assist, nine blocks. Well, scores got eight blocks, so I don't know who's right. We'll call it eight and a half, Cage. We'll call it eight and a half. We're like, we're 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 a betting site now. We're eight and a half. Well, uh, who uh, how would how would this uh, uh, who would uh, I'm just trying to figure out who would have won if they, if they took uh, over eight and a half blocks live. That would be a live bet because you would never see that like at pregame. Yeah, no one would bet that pregame. Everyone bet the under pregame. Why would you bet the under on block on Chet Holmgren blocks just in general? Okay. Eight and a half? Eight and a half? That's that's a lot of blocks. I mean, yeah, it is a lot of blocks. Here, let let's let's go to my fantasy team because I know I got Holmgren oh, on Lord. that. Oh, good lord! So, okay, wait, is this ESPN fantasy or is this Yahoo fantasy? Yahoo. Okay. Okay. I okay. guess I guess it's eight, it is eight blocks. Well, then ESPN it, it is nine. It. it says nine shots here. It says Roto World says that he blocked nine shots, but it says eight here. So I'm like, yo, what is okay. going on? Chakage, it, it is a disputed eight and a half blocks, but Chad Holmgren almost had a triple double with blocks. Would be I believe the first since David Robinson, or would it be or would it be the dream that came Elijah on? So I think both did it. I just don't know who did it last. I think it'd be Robinson with the San Antonio Spurs. I have to say it might be Robinson. 
as Jalen thump or as a uh, Cajun thumps away there on his keyboard to get quickly to his answer of who was the last man to get a tri- triple double with blocks. Um, I also will mention quickly in a loss by Brooklyn, Cam Thomas had 41 points and a 124-120 loss for his Brooklyn Nets against the Golden State Warriors. But Cam Thomas continuing to be an e- I'll say I'll say elite scorer for those Brooklyn Nets. Yep. And once Cage figures out what's yeah, going it is, on it over is there. David Robinson. And on February 17, 1994, I guess, those Detroit Pistons, 34, 10 assists, 34 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and 10 blocks. That's a quadruple double. Yes, sir. Just showing how good the Admiral was when he was in his prime for the San Antonio Spurs. Now, kids, we're going to move over to the college ranks. I think we've 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 divulged enough on how bad the Raptors are. We'll now move on to the college ranks, where no real nothing really big happened during the week, except for Crichton, number eight in the nation, losing to UNLV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, who, as you mentioned, had that on-campus shooting so it's nice to see them be able to get a win and mm-hmm. i'm not saying anything about that shooting other than it's nice to see unlv continuing as normal as they can as well as all i'll say also wow. northwestern who just got ranked losing the chicago state 75 said 75. not a lot happened um msu just beat the living crap out of baylor I, I said this week, Cage. I said those are two upsets this week. Then you get closer to the weekend. Wisconsin and, and Marquette both win. Then on Friday, you got a big ranked-on-ranked game where the UConn Huskies beat Gonzaga 76-63. Number five in the nation beat number 10 in the nation. So we'll see where the Bulldogs fall with their third loss of the season. And then yep. yesterday, Saturday, a lot of stuff happened. Texas stays winning. Miami stays in the AP polls. Kansas fends off Indiana to 75-71. So the number two team in the nation just stay afloat. And then the first domino falls. You have on the uh, on the dock because it happened before Baylor lost. Six undefeated teams left. Two of them are not no longer undefeated. Baylor loses 64-88. Michigan State scores 88 in the win. Their first big win of the year for the 5-5 five and five Big Ten school. They hand Baylor number six in the nation. Their first loss of the season. Tyson Walker, who's going to be a first-round pick this year, had 25 points, three rebounds, four assists, five steals, and had a block to his total as Michigan State finally find a way to get a big-ranked win. Finally found a way to get off the schneid. Another ranked team going down, the Clemson Tigers, who were 13th in the nation. Actually, I tell a lie. I said two of the six unranked. Make that three of the six unranked teams go down. Clemson lose their first game to Memphis, 79-77, as those Memphis Tigers have won three straight. They've beaten ranked Texas A&M. They've beaten ranked Clemson, and they end the out-of-conference schedule. Well, they end, they end the ranked out-of-conference schedule against the Virginia Cavaliers at home, though. That is in Tennessee. So we'll see if the ranked uh, Cavaliers can beat the unranked Grizz- or Tigers right now 
But you got to think Memphis beating two straight-ranked teams are going to be ranked in the most recent AP poll when it comes up. Mm. Penny Hardaway's men are cruising their way to a ranking in the next AP poll. And then, Kate, you had, if you could say the Titans clash, if you could say Poseidon took on Zeus, if you could say that Donald Trump fought uh, Joe Biden, Arizona take on Purdue, number one Wildcats against number three Boilermakers, and Purdue top the number one team in the nation, 92-84, as Purdue will probably be the number one team in the nation, jumping Kansas for that number one spot. Caleb Love, the UNC transfer, had 29 points in the loss. Keshad Johnson had 24 points in the loss for Arizona. When you look at the Purdue side, Zach Eady had 22 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. Fletcher Lawyer, who had a great first half, ended his night with a team high and game high, or team high 27 points in the win. And Braden Smith had 26 points in the win for the Boilermakers. So a three-headed monster there for Purdue gets them their big ranked win against the number one team in the country right and, now. And talk about a big time win. Albeit, albeit, I believe it was at home. That it was. Um, but a big win. But a big win nonetheless. And they've really found a way. They've really found a way to um, bounce back after after opening up. Um, after um, getting upset, I believe it was by Northwestern. Yes, they've they've bounced. They found a way to bounce back, and um, a big win over Arizona. You would have to expect that they'll over to they'll get back that number one ranking. And man, like Purdue showing that. What had happened last year in the NCAA tournament might just be of distant memory. And the last time that a team bounced back like that as a one seed was Virginia. So you gotta you gotta wonder. Can Purdue be that next Virginia? I mean, you definitely I would say you definitely think so, but Obviously, you'll have to wait for the season to kind of play itself through. It it is still early to say stuff like that, but I will easily say right now that Purdue will at least win one game in March Madness this year, which I know. What a hot take that is. The uh, last shock of the night, the Kentucky Wildcats upset the Tar Heels in a Blue Bloods battle. The... the, Kentucky Wildcats beat the North Carolina Tar Heels 87-83. It was in a neutral site in Atlanta, but the 87-point win for Coach Kelpo gives his team a chance to move themselves up in the rankings while the Tar Heels continue to try to find their way as they've now got three losses due to does the Chapel Hill School. 
Other games that were almost upsets, Crichton beat Alabama just by three after their midweek loss. And that was really it after that. Oh, and I should mention Virginia against Northeastern, a school that's four and seven, just lose. And that was at home for Virginia. They win 56-54 with an offensive struggle for the Cavaliers, who, again, don't have an easy road as they got to take on Memphis in their next game, who are scorching right now. There are no big ranked-on-ranked games until Wednesday when the Baylor Bears take on the Duke Blue Devils. Six versus 21 at this point. We'll see what that ranking changes to. And one of the three left teams that are undefeated, Houston, Oklahoma, and James Madison, all in the AP poll. Oklahoma take on North Carolina, 11 versus 9 at this point. We'll see where North Carolina fall in the next AP poll. And then Alabama, who are not ranked, are 6-4, and four, but are a good team, take on the number one at this point in the nation, Arizona Wildcats. We'll see where Arizona falls after their loss to Purdue with some big games going on Wednesday. Well, like I mentioned before, Spence, are we sure? Are, are we sure madness? Are we sure it's? Uh, are we sure the madness is in March? Because it looks like the madness has, has started from the get-go. It started like three months earlier. Okay, you you take a look here at the women's side of the NCAA pool. Marquette beat Crichton in a 19 versus 20 game. The uh, Golden Eagles beat the Blue Jays 76 70. So Marquette get a big ranked win. We'll see if Crichton followed over the most recent women's AP poll. No other ranked teams lost until Saturday when the Yukon Huskies continue their rugged out of conference schedule. They beat the number 18 Louisville Cardinals 86 62. Paige Beckers had 20 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists, and 5 blocks in the trouncing of the Cardinals. It was a home game for UConn, but Louisville might fall out of the rankings after that rather decisive win by the Huskies, who again continue their out-of-conference schedule that has been very tough for the normally dominant UConn. Also, UNLV, number 23 in the nation. They go down. They lose big, 84-54 to the Seton Hall. So that is rough there for the women's program of UNLV. Loses you the Pirates by 30. Another ranked-on-ranked game. The Baylor Bears, number 10 in the nation. They stay undefeated in the women's pool. They win 75-57 on Miami, who were 24th in the nation when that game took place on Saturday, so yesterday. No other ranked teams went down. We'll mention Caitlin Clark had 38 points in a 104-75 win over the Horizon League Cleveland State. Mm -hmm. But Caitlin Clark continuing to chase down the scoring record for all-time points. Currently held by Kelsey Plum. So we'll see if she's able to hit it. The Iowa standout. I'm hoping Uh, she does because that would be so sweet to see. Oh, it'll just add to the legacy she holds right now at 
Iowa for the Hawkeyes. We'll also mm-hmm. mention now, Cage, the next big ranked-on-ranked game, number two, UCLA, travels to Columbus to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes, who are 12th in the nation, two versus 12. One loss between the two teams, but it is an away game for the number two team in the nation, who, again, got to go to Columbus, which in football is not an easy place to play. I don't assume for basketball it gets any easier. Mm-hmm. Tough test there for UCLA, who've had a great season, ranked number two in the nation. Obviously, South Carolina still at number one. This is going to be a tough test for them. Um, to see if they can still continue their winning ways. That it will be as their leading point getter. Lauren Betts, who has been, he was a six-seven center in the women's game, which is rather hard to find. So we'll see what she can do in the big ranked on-ranked game after having 22 points, 18 rebounds, and four blocks against the FSU Seminoles, beating Florida State 95-78. Did UCLA? So they've already got a pretty big ranked win in their. Schedule. They've had eight days off before the Ohio State game on Monday. We'll see if they can continue it. We'll also mention UCLA did also beat UConn earlier this year. So they already got some big ranked wins. We'll see if they can add one more to the resume. As again, this is all leading itself up to March in, a, in quite a few months into the new year to start all the madness cage. But I think with that, that'll do it for us, Cage. Is there anything else you yep. want to talk about before we go? Nah, I think that's it. Well, if you're happy, I'm happy, Cage. So for Cage and Theru, Fanny Castle, I'm Spencer Bias. Thank you so much for tuning in. Come on back tomorrow. Regularly scheduled programming Monday edition of Polar Opposites. We'll be back tomorrow. But that'll be it here for us for today on Polar Opposites here on the Outrage Inc.